are listening to the Shedding Skin and Blisters podcast with Fiona O'Carroll and Sharon Keegan. On this week's podcast, we discuss the biases that we may internally have ourselves in a very male dominated industry. Can women have it all? And could it really be that we're holding ourselves back? Questions just the most. Amazing. <laughs> so thank you so much for this question. Um, I think this came off the back of, an, of a huge interview that was published in Vogue magazine this week, and I can actually understand how this person feels, and there's so much insight that we have uh, around this question. So we'll start with the question. So, with sincerity and passion to succeed as a mother and as a businesswoman, can women have it all? Seems like the market says no. How powerful is that? Oh my God, <laughs> what an amazing question. And I just think one that's so relevant to both of our life yeah. experiences. You know, certainly for me, having come up the path of, obviously my background was up the path in the corporate world, you know, in the tech sector, heavily male dominated. You know, uh, me getting the opportunity to move to America, you know, my partner having to therefore give up his job, bring the baby with us, you know, to a whole <laughs> new country, right? I really relate to the struggle, you know, to be a success as a mother and a businesswoman. Really looking forward to discussing this one. Yeah, and look, I I feel for this woman because I'm in the depths of that. and I, I, I truly am honest. This is my life right now. So, you know, like I started... Uh, this business when I was pregnant I felt huge um, pressure around being pregnant and, and you know trying to build a startup and also really felt that there was a little bit of you know bias around me being pregnant and working in business and trying to raise funds being pregnant um, you know there was a bit of a stigma around that and I felt certainly a little bit of negativity around that that area and even to this day you know rearing two children you know three and six you know three years in business and you know I'll be honest like we're sitting here you know recording this podcast and the kids are literally in the, the box bedroom on their on their iPads so like you know it's the truth it's it's the struggle it's it the juggle so the struggle the juggle it's it's the reality of of women trying to trying to better themselves in either career or in business so I think there's huge amounts of uh, content here that we want to discuss and it's something that we're very very passionate about so Absolutely. we're going to start with some facts tell us some facts yes around this. so right here's the actual facts so regardless right of what anyone's opinion is one way or the other there is now a lot of research has gone on in this area and there's facts about this right so look whilst i know the world is talking about a lot and looking to evolve it a lot you know, when I did go and gather all these facts together again, I was sort of a little bit shocked. Uh, has the needle, is it moving enough? Has it moved a lot, right? Since I looked at them a few years ago. Anyway, here we go. Big one for all of us it, right now, doing working in businesses, maybe doing startups, etc. 2% of VC funding right now globally goes to female entrepreneurs. Did you say 2%? 2%, right? <laughs> now, what does that mean, though? The knock-on effect, just that one stat, is we all know the big thing is you get funding, you can raise a bit of money, you can bring a team in. 
Mm-hmm. So Part, yeah. female entrepreneurs are being super disadvantaged mm-hmm. because it's so slowing down the progress. Mm-hmm. And then the burden of everything sitting on you, mm-hmm. right? Still in the kitchen, still doing everything because you can't get the team in. Huge. <laughs> Other ones. And listen, that is just so relevant, isn't it? <laughs> so relevant for our worlds right now. Right Shara, now. Right, right now. now mm-hmm. You know, experiencing the bias mm-hmm. towards females mm-hmm. trying to raise money is real. Yeah. And this isn't us going out well we're just making the fact because it is a fact yes it is yeah. right like it lump it it's a fact though mm-hmm. and it's a huge disadvantage it's a vicious cycle because if you can't raise the money you can't get the team you can't you know reduce the burden of everything sitting on you mm-hmm. so this is a big one mm-hmm. right uh, the other ones which are huge right are 24 percent of ceos on the planet are women right and they get 75 percent of the salaries of men but they sorry, they get seventy. They're earning 75% of the salaries that the a male equivalent is the exact same job. Oh my god. Now it gets worse. You think stuff. that they have more women? <laughs> I know, economically viable one. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. That, that's uh, very, very good. I don't agree with that. Though, yeah, yeah, no, but I know what you're saying. Uh now it gets worse though. If you then look at the Fortune five hundred companies, the big ones, mm-hmm. right? Depending on the stat, there was varying ones I was looking at, but it was somewhere between 10 and 15% of the Fortune 500 CEOs are women. 10%? Right? Between 10 and 15%. Wow. Right? Then, all levels of management, so that was like the C-level, CEO level, all levels of management, though, women are underrepresented. So this is systemic. It's not just at the top tiers. Then, women of colour are even further underrepresented. I got a stat. This was a 2019 stat, so I'm sure it hasn't moved much. And uh, That women of colour were making up only 4% of C-level executive roles, wow. right? And if you wanted to measure success in terms of wealth, just as another stat, only of the 100 wealthiest people in the world, only 10 of them are women. So you can call it 10%, right? And the big thing is ambition is not the problem because loads of research has been done on this. Women mm-hmm. want those jobs. They're just not getting them. And secondly, despite the research showing that companies who tackle this gender bias and now have an equal split of female or more balanced, maybe not equal, but more balanced split of female to male executives across the company, right? See all the way down are now doing better. So this is their financial results okay. are proving and yet we still have that we still have that going so on so the data supports the fact that you know the je- like the, the balance makes for better but it's just not moving quick enough exactly so why so like we i think we we, we discussed this didn't we like we we kind of got into this and look this is coming from personal story from a c-level executive who you know really had an amazing career in the u.s scaling business to like 400 gazillions millions or whatever but you know from your experience and from my experience with at startup level like founding a, a business with young children these stories are coming from us and what we see what yes. we see needs to change yes. okay exactly and it's interesting, Sherry, you made me think of a story of mine mm. that I actually forgot to tell you mm. earlier when we were chatting, mm. right? Which was, I have along the way so internalized these biases, right? That I believe are against women in the workforce, right? When I was pregnant on my first child, now I'm talking, I was about to have them. So I, I'm going to tell you this story real quick, right? <laughs> So I went for this amazing job interview. And when I saw the job in the newspaper, I just, the universe said to me, that's your job. It was like, oh my God, that's my job. And it was the old days, it was still the newspaper, right? And I saw the job. 
and it was a C level now, it was a really senior job, right? And I said to myself, well, there's no point in applying because you're pregnant. I was five months pregnant at the time, but it was my first baby, so you're not as big yet. You know yourself yeah. on your first, yeah. right? Then I was on my second at that time, yeah. right? <laughs> so I said to myself, there's no point in me applying. Sure, imagine, I was in, and now, when I say I was qualified for the job, I was every box. Yes. I mean, I was, was if, they, if they wrote the job sick, it was as if they knew me, right? right? Mm -hmm. But no, I said to myself, Oh, with all of my experience now and all that I'd accomplished, I took an internal bias against myself because I said, nobody will take me seriously because I'm pregnant. I thought that to myself because of the bias around me that I've internalized, right? I remember going out to my husband and he said, oh, you go, you absolutely not very good. He's very one for flying the flag yeah. for the women. He said, you go for that because if they don't want to employ you because you're pregnant, you don't want to work for them. Exactly. I remember taking, exactly. okay, yeah. so I applied for the job course i get the interview because obviously my my i tick the boxes yeah but the interview process because it's such a senior job and their ceo is spending a lot of time in america because mm -hmm. the, the the company was mainly selling in america the entire process takes the four months so now i am literally ready to have the baby oh god because i've been in the interview process but i've been getting you know bigger and bigger as i went along and i was just going will i say something will i not say something will i say something will I, not? You don't I need, said you don't say need. nothing <laughs> i say nothing so nobody was saying anything so we get to the last interview then and i'm going i remember thinking to myself there is absolutely no way they're going to give me this job because i'm about to have a baby yeah you know but and it was all men except the head of hr was a woman but you know what? They gave me the job. Oh, my God. And I remember going home saying, wow. okay, okay, there's hope for the world. Oh, my, my God. God. And I carried the bias. Wasn't it amazing? And and that's what I think for us as well. So as you women, nearly didn't get I that nearly didn't. And that was wow. a game changer. That's when I moved to America. Wow. It was a game changer job and an amazing experience in my life. And I ended up working for that company for 10 years. But I was holding myself back because of that where and I think for us as women Shar and I think it's really important to expose a the biases that normally go against us mm -hmm. I do think mm -hmm. but this is a great situation of a story where it didn't but I had the bias internalized because of all the conditioning and everything I was picking up from the world around women in business right that I nearly didn't go for that job wow that's an amazing story you know why it's an amazing story one because it says well, to the HR team that's sitting there looking at you with all your experience and you coming in pregnant and saying nothing, by the way, like, <laughs> yeah, like clear as, as the day, like I am pregnant. But it's saying I back myself and I am yes. confident enough that I will have this yes. baby and still run your company. And I'm sure there was an amazing interview and everything on all your credentials. But that's spoken volumes to you and to who you know, you are basically flying the flag for that female empowerment person. Yes. And isn't it funny now that I didn't know that story and I started my business, right? So here's my story. Where it's so funny that we're just realizing this right now. But the day I found out I was to be accepted onto this accelerator program called the Female High Fires Program, which really accelerated Pichulene as an idea into a startup. The day I started the program, I found out I was pregnant on my second child and I had struggled so much with postnatal depression on my first child that when I found out I was pregnant on my second, I nearly struggled from that day, from that day, that moment, because I thought already, oh God, I have this lovely, my lovely son Liam, I've just started this little business that I think it could be something really big. And here I am now pregnant again and I know what I'm in for, right? So I remember going to the course director and saying to her, thinking, 
that I was going to be expelled from the course because in my day, when a, when a girl got pregnant, she just disappeared from school. So it was just the end for her, you know, in education. So I had this bias that when I went to this director and spoke to her and told her, and look, you know, and I actually said this, I'm really sorry, you know, I just found out I was pregnant. I was bloody 20, I was 33. Like I was, I was 36. I was 36 at this time and I was, going like the schoolgirl telling her I was pregnant and she turned around and looked at me and she said oh my god isn't this wonderful she said isn't this wonderful and I remember feeling so emotional and she said we are going to have our first female-led startup in the in the female high flyers program we're going to have our first female pregnant woman that finishes the course because it started in January and nine months later we were finished and I ended up winning that course going out with the with the with the winning pitch and you know we, we raised funds but we need people more people like that in the world and it all comes down to the company the hires the HR departments the women leading these female-led you know accelerator programs the women themselves the U's and the I's being pregnant and not having to mention it it's okay we we you know we incubate and <laughs> recreate reproduce humans like it's the norm and i think that there's where it starts and i can't believe that i didn't know that and and there we were both learning something about ourselves absolutely today. no and thank you for rem uh, inspiring me <laughs> yeah. to remember that great story now and then char we go back to the facts though yeah right mm. so what we're also seeing now i think we're d we're in a period of evolution right yeah. i think for us women uh, our generation, you know, the ones coming up behind us now, uh, we really are carrying a baton. Yes. We're in a time of great change, mm -hmm. and that can be hard, and we're trying to push this agenda here, right, around the biases, right, uh, that are in us, they're in the men, they're in the women, sometimes. Like, we're having these internal biases that are holding us back, but then there's real biases going on, because these stats... Right, speak to that, mm -hmm. right? And I think there's a lot of um, conditioning we have. You know, I've I've a uh, to uh, you know, around that conditioning. I think it's how when career paths are being looked at. Let's say because my background is more in the corporate world, so in the world of the larger type of organization. You know what what biases are potentially influencing people around you know the decisions about the promotion yeah why yeah. are we seeing these stats there's something going on if women aren't as progressing uh, up the tiers of promotion then they're going to be a lot less candidates for those ceo roles yes because you know it's usually a career path yeah oh i'm this manager then i'm a director then i'm a vp whatever in the corporate world then i'm in line for ceo mm -hmm. so if we have attrition going on the whole way up mm -hmm. and less women moving up the ranks there is a question of why. Mm -hmm. So tell me why. Yeah, and you know, I think probably we'd say in reflection as we look at our own experiences, definitely mindset plays a big part in it, right? Um, you know, uh, challenging the biases we might have in, you know, internalized ourselves, right? Really challenging those biases are some of them false beliefs now. Mm -hmm. um, I think balancing our own personal life decisions i.e do i want to have a family yeah, you know it's very yeah. personal everyone has their own and then you know seeing how that fits in rather than how 
how can what I'm about to do fit in with my life plan mm-hmm. rather than the other way around? Absolutely, yeah. And companies need to be a bit more, I think, freer in or a little bit more supportive, really, in, in encouraging that, you know, like the, the, the balance of life and work. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think certainly there is the stats speak for themselves. So I think there's a reality right now around the bias right um so it's about also um navigating you know how how we're navigating through that for ourselves where we're choosing to be Mm -hmm. right in line with our goals our personal goals right how does that fit onto my roadmap of my life plan Mm -hmm. versus the other way around and i wonder as women do we look at that We, we, we must do because there's the facts there's the stats speaking for themselves but we must look at that and say oh, well, it doesn't fit into my life plan because I want this. So then it's a choice. Then it's a choice, really. It's about how or what is it all for us. But just to ch- just to, 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 to go back for one second about the why. If you didn't, if you didn't challenge your own internal bias and actually go for that interview, like if you didn't overcome that, you would have never got that job. You would have never been in America for 10 years. You know, your husband would have never set up his business. All of that stuff would have never happened, only that you challenged your own bias around, you know, unsupported women in the workplace. And if I hadn't have went to that woman, that director on that particular day and asked that question and she hadn't responded in such a positive way, my internal bias would have told me that, you know, women aren't, can't be pregnant and can't run businesses. So it is about challenging our own mindset as well. So look, we'll bring it back to the question. Can we have it all, Fiona? Because we certainly have tried our best to have it all. And I think it's all around our own values, isn't it really? Yeah, I think first of all, what is having it all? Everyone has their own definition of that, Mm -hmm. right? And I think uh, certainly in my experience now, being further down the road of you, Shar, I've also seen that the having it all and the definition of that has actually evolves. It evolves and changes, right? As you move through your life, right? Uh, so I think it's a very personal thing. And I think also, therefore, if you take the question, can I have it all? And look at your own life plan. So be powerful about this Mm -hmm. you know step into your own power and say well what does my life plan look like Mm -hmm. and what does having it all mean for me and uh, if that's a combination then of I want to run a business be in business and also have a family then which was my life path and was your life path uh, then it's about okay how how am I going to make that work right and often there's a duo in that question mm-hmm. right often there's you and another person yeah. right say your partner yeah right uh, and and certainly I think just share my own experience it's around aligning those life plans mm-hmm. right because it's a it's a duo yeah it's a joint venture right yeah uh, this life plan mm-hmm. and understanding how can we make that work you know and for us it was about really stepping back looking at what what we both wanted to accomplish but children were in the picture Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so we decided yes children are in the picture uh later a little bit later in our lives like in our 30s but they were in the picture so then we said okay we we want to do that how are we going to do that uh and then we just were you know very practical about our life plans Mm -hmm. we were like okay 
at the time I was in the tech sector. So it just meant uh, the opportunities were much bigger for me at the time than for my partner. So we made a decision to organize around that. And therefore my partner would take on more of a role in the, when they were much younger now, my children, and I would take on more of the role of, let's just call it the cash flow, yeah. right? Because we wanted to have a life, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, so we chose that, yeah. but that was personal to us. We yeah. made our little life plan, we chose it. Now, as it turns out, we've had a wonderful reversal, role mm-hmm. reversal now. And, you know, when I was finished on that path, I was able to step back mm-hmm. and then he, uh, my partner was able to go and start his business and go on an entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. right? Well, let, let, let's talk about this for a minute because I think there's a really great, great story in this for the listeners. And I remember you telling me the story, but just, just telling the story about like the Mrs. Dow fire. Just tell them that Mrs. Dow fire really story, like, which yeah. I think is, is phenomenal. So, yeah, it was um, when we uh, when we had the children, right? Uh, my partner, he, he was the primary Uh, carer in the home let's call it that Uh, which is more you know much more now which is fabulous for both men and women because loads of men have been blocked with playing that role exactly you know and power to the men here and i mean that yeah because they they were actually blocked from having that opportunity but now all everything's changing and work policies are changing and now it's equal which is amazing but when we're going back to my time it was probably a bit more not as equal for the men and the women Mm -hmm. so he would have been less the norm then then we have more today which is phenomenal so anyway he uh he got you know the term got coined from he was calling himself the mrs doubtfire right <laughs> obviously from the movie but you know it was amazing what happened so the universe and life and choosing your life plan and aligning up together on it and going forth and not caring what the world thinks go do your thing do your life plan together uh, and just to mention just in case anyone's listening the the reference to Mrs. Doubtfire was because they were living on the Mrs. Doubtfire street from the movie in California. So absolutely not, not calling men in particular that stay at home with kids Mrs. Doubtfire, but they were actually living on the Mrs. Doubtfire street. So just to, to and, make and that it point. was he called himself Mrs. Doubtfire because yeah, yeah. he was living on the yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire street, right? Um, so it was his word. Yeah. So then it caught on because he was calling himself that. But anyway, we get home then. We move back to Ireland. And he's now doing all the school drops and everything. And it turns out then his the his co-founder in his business, which they're scaling very successfully today, he met at the school gate because they were both doing that role in the life plan of both families. It just happened. Both of the men were playing that role at that time. And I think the great thing for us all to learn is uh, it, to know is we can play a role at a time for a number of years in a, in our life plan and then we can switch roles or we can evolve roles but they were both playing that same role as Quincy calls it my partner the Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire right <laughs> uh, and you know lo and behold the whole new business venture got born at the school gates it was amazing like to think as well in their business venture they were at home in the kitchen cooking up broths and different things just to mention it's a, a beer a big brewery a very famous one here in Ireland but they were cooking up their batches weren't they at home yeah in while, my while utility the kids, room <laughs> <laughs> while the kids are in school and I just think that there's so much power in that like the power of that the, you know the woman wearing the trousers the man you know like really being very you know 
powerful in, in a, not agreeing to do that, but wanting to take the role as the as the caregiver of the children, meeting the business partner at the school gates, which would, when would that ever happen? And the two of them going home together while the kids were in school, where the women, we used to have the cup of tea in the chats and they're brewing up the beer. I just think there's something so bloody brilliant in that. It's such a great story and I'm so glad we're able to tell it to you guys. But um, the power of that, and look, we know that that's not the situation for everyone in a sense of a partner. So I have a good friend who's a female entrepreneur who has two twin twin boys and is a single mother. And I think her leaning into her plan and her support looks very different to us leaning into the partner support. And there's a story in that one. So like, you know, it. I think... I think when you look into the power of your plan or you look into what you want or your vision of what success is to you or or what is all to you, there definitely is some level of support needed, whether it's company support, government support, um, parent support, family support, friendship support. You know, we all understand that you can't do it by yourself, but you do. It really fundamentally starts with your, yourself and how you believe and what you want to do and what happiness is to you. And I think that's where it starts. So, you know, great story. I'm delighted that we got to even share today. And I also think, Char, just building on that is, again, I think it's amazing that we have the growth now of female um, support networks. Support networks. Yes. Because there it change happens when we can move more together together yes. right yeah. and support each other because we're on an evolutionary curve here mm-hmm. of this whole thing mm-hmm. right and i think the more we can connect together and support each other on the journey i think and so uh, look it's how we met yeah. was at one yeah. of these female support yeah. groups yeah. right and I think that also helps you through the ups and downs mm-hmm. right or the dark days the bright days right when we have these groups that come together and be validated absolutely yeah yeah so bringing it back to ha- can we have it all can we have it all yes we can we can have it all but it depends really what your all is and it's the mindset around acceptance of what is so you know right now my all is to be you know my value and my all is to be here with my children while we're sitting in the shed in my backyard you know doing this podcast while they're on their school holidays and that is my all like that's my power to my for my boys to see my their mammy you know working and doing you know uh, creative um things and you know being on zoom calls where they're popping their heads in and you know that's my all right now my all for the future is, you know, a vision of, you know, a successful business, maybe an exit, you know, a few bob in the back pocket. Maybe, you know, that's that's a vision of all. But, you know, right now to have all is is my mindset. And I think that's really important to share because, you know, a lot of people talk about having it all. And it comes with a tangible like an idea of wealth and a big house and you know, financial freedom and all these things that the media tell you is to have it all. But actually to have it all is to be happy as you are in your own self. And I think that we really lean into that very heavily, don't we? Because we we all struggle with that. Like, why am not I here? Or why don't I have that? Or why doesn't it happen for us? And if we were to actually wallow in that and not just push forward like these women with the batons and going after what we want in life, well, then we can never have it all. So you have to just be very 
particular in your in in the plan not in the plan but setting out what what is all to you i think absolutely Shar, because there is a we can buy into a paradigm out there you know a highly glamorized having it all yeah right and what you don't see is the price that can come and by price we're talking about our happiness and our joy absolutely right and so that's why you know bring it back to yourself what you really matters to you in life mm-hmm. and encompassing it all in your life plan including your own ambitions yes. for whatever it is you want to do or be right mm-hmm. uh, they're in there but you're going yeah but my life has more components to it and that's my whole life plan and that's having it all and I certainly think having gone the journey you and I've gone so far mm-hmm. is we would put happiness joy and peace of mind up top billing right <laughs> yeah. but we don't think we've to trade our our ambition or our vision mm-hmm. we just balance it in mm-hmm. and go yeah this is what we want to create but we also know we wouldn't trade certain things and then the world revolves around us accordingly because that's what we're looking for right so i agree with you completely and also to know that life plans evolve and change all the time which is amazing as we move along you know we'll say okay i'm recalibrating that life plan because now i've decided a and b matter more than they might have mattered to me five years ago thumbs up perfect do it mm-hmm. so we we will keep evolving our life plan so having it all will keep evolving and changing the definition of that and it's so personal to us and we should honor that honor that it's personal to us we don't need to buy in to anything out there mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and to always ask the question why am i doing it yeah why the why am i doing this mm-hmm. and does it really make me happy yeah exactly. right yeah. and to always remember that that's an inside out game mm-hmm. you know and you and i have battled that one yeah. and we've come to the conclusion that this it's, it's an inner game really what we're looking for is that self of fulfillment absolutely encompasses all aspects of ourselves out there, but we know it's coming from the inside out now, not from the outside in. Mm-hmm. And bringing it back to the question for the final piece, and basically, can we have it all? The answer is yes. And it's yes because it's what your all is. And when the market says no, that we don't take the no and that we are the voice for change. So the market doesn't change, we change the market. Boom. <laughs> what an episode that was of Shedding Skin and Blisters. If you enjoyed our content today, please, please, please do let us know because we really genuinely do want to hear from you. The questions that we get are above and beyond interesting. So if you have a question and you'd like to discuss or for us to discuss your question, please contact us at questions at sheddingskinandblisters.com.